Welcome back to System Ministry, the podcast where some ca- sometimes we pre-game. This is Brent. I'm the Shortly King. And I'm backwards. Why are you backwards? I don't know. <laughs> he was born that way. Yeah. Peyton came out and there was a fucking asshole where his mouth should have been. Yeah. No, that was, that was you. I remember. That makes me think of that. You came out. It makes me think of that South Park episode. Which one? Where they where they eat where their ass? Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shit out the mouth there. Yeah. Oh. Back when they were edgy. Oh. Back when they were Back funny. Back when they were funny. It's true. Yeah. Creators went to see you, Boulder. Greatest place on the planet. Also, uh, shout out to Amir. Are you are you going to do that for every episode? Should we make it like an actual segment, like a two-second segment? Yeah, put it in the show notes. Shout out to A. Mayor. (laughs) A. Mayor, shout out, Don. Don. We have to have some kind of agreement. What's going to happen if, you know, if he gets into any kind of like unfortunate accident? Sampa, the way you said that sounded really suspicious. Like you're like mafia type. Well, I'm... Some people would say that I've got connections. (laughs) I wouldn't. I'm not one of those people. No. You see, yeah, I got my Cat 5 here, and it's plugged that. in, and I'd call that a positive connection. I, I don't know. I don't know. No. But then over here, mm-hmm. I have my headphones, and they're wireless. Mm-hmm. Not really the same kind of thing. Not a connection, per se. Well, it's still a connection. It's just not a No, it's not, because it's not connected it's, right it's, now, okay? They're just sitting here. You, are you using your are headphones? They just, are they just sitting there? I'm not using my wireless headphones right now. Okay. So, but are you able to switch to them in your audio driver? Are you able? Are they Bluetooth? Well, I'd have to turn Bluetooth on. Oh, okay. So then they're not connected. You're right. Fair enough. No, they're not. I don't. Fair enough. Literally turned off. Disconnected. Turned off. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So dumb. So tonight's episode, we're going to be talking essentially about tools out there that developers can but should not probably use (laughs) to essentially tunnel back to a local developer instance. Now, do they use pickaxes, shovels, no, like drilling no, equipment? tunneling through networks, Hayden. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not, right, all right. Not, you know. <laughs> I like how you're like, no, no, networks, no, Hayden. not now. <laughs> Go ahead. That's I'm listening. So, okay. And then we'll be talking about better ways to do that that won't get your developer. Sysadmin approved. Yeah. Always get approval from your sysadmin before you do dumb shit. Approved. Well, I mean, don't, if they ask for approval from their sysadmin, ideally, if the sysadmin's competent, they won't be doing dumb shit. But the trick is asking your sysadmin so you don't dumb, do dumb shit. That's Well, yeah, and if you have a sysadmin, right. you may as well just ask them to well, set you we'll up a development. We'll talk about yeah, that. Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever. We'll talk about that okay. one this time. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Okie dokie. We'll talk about it. Does anyone yeah. have any bants? Or are we just zooming right in? <laughs> I think that Banter? I might have a bant, but I got to think about it first. <laughs> I don't know. No, no Jason, I don't think it works like that. I don't think you just bant. You just well, I, I have a quick. Aren't we missing a very important vital step? Well, I wanted to get well, the bants. There's out no of the order way. to the bants. Well, no, I wanted to get the bants out of the way before we get to that step. Yeah. Do you guys feel prepared for that step? I'm on the same page oh, as Hayden. I'm always prepared. Jathan, do you know I what the missing step is? The womb prepared. The missing step? Yes. Oh yeah, it's the part where we talk Don't about we're drinking. Ga- oh. Jesus. Christ. Well, you asked me. How have you been doing this? You asked me. Clearly you could have just said enough. yes or like, no. 
like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Or, like, no, I have no idea what's going on I right now. I don't oh, think he does. I don't think he does. I see what you're trying to do there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, well, now, we'll now, if you did have additional fans, we got to skip them, Jathan. Because now idiot. I got to ask you. We, we no guys, longer can segue into. What are you drinking? I have a diet soda here. I get to go first. The time. depression in your Jay-thon, voice. <laughs> Jathan ruined, ruined the yeah. segue. I don't want to go second. He, he Smooth move, x lax he, he did a Paul Bart mall cop on it. To be fair, it's a mini-segment, because uh, I group it in with the topic, and I don't give it its own section. I think Brent should go next, because Brent is the This is all sorts of fucked up. Best. The whole episode is going to be ruined. <laughs> it's fine, Jason. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Drinking... Aiden went before me. I know, and I'm going to go before I don't you like too. that. I'm drinking another Moosehead lager. So I, uh, and I did start pre-gaming, so... You know, I confessed that to the guys. Granted, nice. by like one nice. sip. I, I took a sip. Nice. I, I cracked it open. I took a sip. And I was like, oh, but wait. that sip. Well, it's Brent. You, so that one it, sip could really push right. him over the edge later. I was going to say. That, that guys, one sip. On. He's going to be no, calculating no, no, all no. night. He's going to fucking refinance yeah. his home overnight. No, calculating no. for days. <laughs> He's going to walk in with his, his fucking wife after this. He's going to be like, honey, I've calculated a huge savings. <laughs> honey. If we if we go with this, I've home, calculated ten thousand dollars right now, and our rate will only go up by. By my calculations, we'll arrive at the apex in exactly seven days. I've I've made some calculations, and here's what's happening: we're gonna bank through this Nigerian bank, and through that, we have a prince who wants to give us a million dollars. It's not. It's a. It's an easy win. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, did you know they give you free money if you reverse mortgage <laughs> your house? Free money. It's fine. It's you great. barely even have to do anything. I just had a, He's gonna walk in tomorrow to from the grocery store with like a fucking shopping cart full of gift cards. <laughs> like I'm sending them out, and then I, I wake up tomorrow. I'll be like, did I just reverse mortgage my house? Oh no, you know. Oops. Calculated. It's it's calculated. calculated. In a cold, calculating manner. Cold, you know, but I was I was impressed with myself. I was li- listening back to the last episode where we talked uh-huh. about, um, fuck, what yes. did we talk about? QoS. I don't know QoS. the thing. And queuing. QoS. Yeah. And queuing and priority scheduling. We were talking about QoS yes. last time, yeah. just so you know. I mean, they see it in the show notes. There's a link that says the title right. of the... Uh, right. Anyways. They, yeah, they see they'll see it. Anyways, I realized I don't sound drunk. The only The only way I could tell myself I was drunk listening back afterwards was just how off topic i got because i'm yeah, like the only yeah, one of the you, three of us you, that keeps us on topic you definitely like well that's a cool story bro like, <laughs> thanks jay i like it personally i think it was one of the better ones he's told it's definitely better than any story <laughs> you've ever told on the show because it gets it's it it's was the same to the point it gets right to the point Yeah, but people like when i get mad you remember the story i told no. when ford was on the show about the fucking project management <laughs> i mean they just have to laugh at you when you're mad that's, that's about yeah, all. you're you're like our rage clown, Jathan. Yeah, rage clown. Yeah, yeah. Rage. <laughs> like, I paint on an angry face and I just walk around and fucking yell at people. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like bring in the clowns and then you come out and then just like ready to like chop everyone up or something in a fit of rage. Take the fucking things that the other clowns are juggling on fire and just fucking start killing people. Yeah, just setting fire to the rage. tent. That's yeah. that's Jathan. Uh, Rage against the machine, not the tent. This got okay. violent. Yeah, I still haven't told anybody what I'm drinking. Yeah, what are you drinking, Jathan? Well, we're we're ready for that now. I'm drinking Corona. Though, do you have literature corona. about Corona? 
I don't have as much literature, but I can can tell you a fun fact about this bottle. Oh, no. Okay. They have a special limited edition summer bottle. It's got little palm trees on it, and I got the special edition, limited edition bottles. Why didn't they put, like, a coronavirus model on it? Yeah, they they should have. Because that would be bad for market. The fact that there is a virus called coronavirus is already damning their sales. Well, okay. So, I think they can only go up from there, then, if they poke light at it and make fun of it. I agree with that. Now, there is an interesting thing happening that I could tell you about real quick. Mm -hmm. Okay. There is a nationwide can shortage. Like a coin shortage? Really? But cans. Aluminum cans. So there are some big brand beer companies that are stopping production of their, like, lesser selling beers so that they have more cans to sell their big sellers. And it's entirely driven by a couple of things. COVID-19 is a small factor because even though we're past hoarding... Even though we're past hoarding toilet paper, people are still buying more beer, and they're especially buying more beer because they can't go to a bar to get it. Right, right. And the supply chain is still kind of fucked. The other thing, though, is relative to this time last year, Mm -hmm. things like White Claw are buying up way more aluminum cans than they were, so it's actually hurting beer manufacturers specifically. Because they didn't anticipate that everyone would want fucking... White Claw. White Claw. I had not... I had not heard that. Yeah, I just read about it today on CNN. Well, the thing that's even more interesting about that, that ties into that, is that we're going to start having shortages here in, like, October, November because the way, because we have spent the last, you know, few months not doing the things we need to be doing. So, you know, potentially there could be shortages of goods and... Oh, yeah, there's definitely going to be lots of things. Yeah. So, yeah. So don't be dumb, people. I sent the uh, the CNN article in the... chat oh you know what the other thing is we never mentioned last episode we did not that peyton how are you gonna say that if you don't even know what he was gonna say oh what am i gonna say i know what you're gonna say no you tell me first i want to see you tell me first and i'll tell you if i'm no because that's not how this works (laughs) private message it to brent right now what were you gonna say guess a number i'm thinking of seven i will will tell you a letter that it starts all right give me a letter d yeah I uh, I got a piercing that I wanted to tell everybody about. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, seriously, we have gotten slightly more in with the hip crowd as we? a podcast. You, mostly. Okay. And there is now a sysadminist trivia discord. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I, and so... Wait, no. Okay, I th- when you said piercing and D together, I was I know, like, it was a joke. Pierce because... That was the joke. Oh, okay. Wow, he figured it out. Got Holy it. shit, he figured it God out. God damn, dude. Payton, really? he figured it out. <laughs> Fuck you. That was literally <laughs> the fucking joke. And Brent, like, I, five minutes later, is like, I thought you were talking about your dick. Brent whooshed that one, and I, I was waiting for it. Stone cold, ready to Just, go. Oh, my God. The, you know, the sheer, I am surprised that Payton knew what I was going to say. I mean, the sheer, like confidence that Peyton said D with and I was like oh gosh is it a Prince Albert is that what's and here we are we're stuck talking about it (laughs) if you if you (laughs) ever if you ever get a Prince Albert I I will come to your house and I will rip it out because you're just gonna ruin yourself how would you how would you know because you know Jathan would send you a photo to prove that he, he would, did it. Absolutely. Oh, if, if he, Peyton he asked me for one, I would. Coming out of it, he would I mean, like, I used to have my nipples pierced. <laughs> we, we know. that's This is like the seventh we time know. you've said on the show. All right. Anyway, so yeah. the point is, uh, we have a Discord. Welcome back to Piercing and Minish Trivia. We have a Discord. Yeah. Our general channel is open, but it's invite only? Is that no. true? Like, what's... No. 
No, no, no. You can anybody can You can just it. join it. We should maybe in the show notes for this episode put like a link though. Yeah, I can do that. Yes. And I, I need to get so it on if, the contact and, page too. Yes. You know, once you've once you've uh, you know, spent some time with us and we've gotten to know you, we can we can move uh, you over to the super secret channel. Yeah, bo- beam no, you into the members only area. Super secret, super secret. And give you access area. to voice chat. Or, yes, that or too. Maybe you can actually meet friends and family of the podcast. Family? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, so anyway, can do that uh, in so the general channel too, but we don't. Yeah. So, so the sure, point is, pay a lot sure, of attention sure, to general. We are not getting rid of our IRC channel. There was a bot that I somehow managed to break. You killed it. I well because you didn't read the. Box. I rebooted the box just it was running it. on, and I didn't just admit it. You didn't. No. Did you try? Actually, though, did you try starting it back up. The, the bot. Yes, but have you recently seen the message to Discord developers? Uh, I didn't see the whole thing. <laughs> no. Why? Well, they changed something, and the bot's broken either way. So. <laughs> I got to go back and figure out that and fix the bot. Great. But anyway, I think I'm going to use a different bot because uh, Taters was telling me there's one that will basically stop putting the weird bot prefix in front of the messages uh-huh. and make it basically masquerade as the user from IRC if the name matches and shit. That would be cool. Okay. That would be cool. And I would like that so, very much. Yeah. Because... The, the reason I didn't start with that one is because it's fucking Node.js and I was like, I'm not installing this. Mm. But the feature set is much better, so I'm willing to possibly bend... Yeah, like Node isn't my first choice for preference. I mean, there's there should be a pretty yeah. easy way you can do that with your bot. Put it in. Well, my bot your, is just JSON. My bot is just written. You know, it's not my. I didn't write it. It's just a fucking bot somebody else wrote, oh. and that feature isn't right. built in. So unless I go modify the source. Right. So you're saying you just copied and pasted some shit and ran that? Well, I used the bot that looked best to me. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's not written the in Node.js, so it's like, this is a winning bot. Mm-hmm. If you want to join our Discord and talk to us you should. on a regular basis, mm-hmm. that's right. you definitely should, because it's fire in there. Like, we got memes going, yeah. got, memes. got it's fire. Jathan Ragan going, <laughs> Payton, you know, he's yeah. like, Root drops Yeah, he's a fucking... He's still like some, like, some... He's in the press room at the White House. Some hype man from, like, a college movie. <laughs> yeah. Hype man. We got beers, yeah. we, got we'll whiskey, we got whiskey, we got... Daddy Light. Yeah. So the cool thing about Discord is I'm kind of trying to build it up a little bit. And for me personally, you know, what I think would be really cool is if we got to a point where like, you know, if Brent and I are sort of, you know, grinding on some project, like, oh, I got to do this thing tonight. Like, it'd be cool to fucking live stream it and just fuck around with our fans while we're doing it. Fuck around and find out. And we'll definitely, you know, do things like that. You know, I, I, I don't personally see an issue with us, you know opening up a channel it's like if we're doing like a coding mm. session or whatever you guys or whatever and, and you want to open up a live stream for that i mean that, i think that yeah, would be can, really awesome that. yeah and Honestly, you know even and, while we're all fucking working from home and shit like once once in a while yeah. like scheduling a fucking lunch date or something in one of the voice channels yeah. and just hanging yeah. out for like 30 minutes in the middle of the day that sounds like a good break to me mm-hmm. so and I, also there's the game so night here's the thing well time. that's gonna happen That'll, after yeah. or before this is released exactly exactly <laughs> right. so right. so never mind if you were interested because fuck you uh, we do have a, a game night channel on our Discord, but again, you know, if you don't, if you didn't know we had a Discord right. now, you're gonna miss out on that. Well, but you know, we should probably and we should, this. yeah, I, I'll, I'll tweet I, it, yeah. I'll tweet it. Okay. And along those lines, maybe stick around that channel because I would like to have game nights more often than like once every Me two too. years or whatever. We used to do it like more frequently, and it was fucking fun. It was. It was. I mean, it would be a lot of fun. I know I've talked about it before, but the night that I ate the whole Papa John's pizza and then was just like, <laughs> I know you said it was Domino's. Oh no, you no, did say Papa, Papa John's. John's. You did say Papa John's. It was like the one time I was like going out on a limb. I always got Domino's, and I was like, one night I'm like, I'm gonna switch it up for game night. I'm gonna get Papa John's, and I ate it, and I ate like most of the pizza, mistake. and it was just like, you know, 
in the middle of every fucking round, I was like, I need to go empty. Yeah, you were. Yeah, that's true. You know, but I don't. I need to go. I need to <laughs> he go. Was, in, he was leaking. I need to go empty. <laughs> he was leaking. That's <laughs> fucking. That's, that's, <laughs> is that why your gallbladder broke? That was it. It was that game like, that fucked up my gallbladder. It, but yeah, you know, along those lines, like I am okay with Papa John's. Um, I can handle it just fine. I like it. I, do. I apparently I, can't eat all of I it like at once. But yeah. I would eat Papa John's like if you bought it or if the kids were like, we want Papa John's. I'd buy it and eat it. Jason, did no you, problem. You did know. you have any dipping sauce with it? This just occurred to me. Well, yes. Did you so the... Papa John's comes with this like garlic yeah. butter shit. It's like almost and of course it's delicious. Oil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm... That's your first mistake. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that might have been, that might have been it. I was a, a Papa John's noob at the time. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it was it was almost entirely vegetable oil. I don't know if it still is or not, but that's last I remember reading yeah. it was almost entirely vegetable oil with with garlic flavoring. So But it tasted Just good. It does taste good. Do I'll it. drink that. I love garlic. I'll eat it in oil or butter or anything. Yeah. Just a whole stick so of garlic anyway, butter. you know, I don't I also, you know, this can anyway. just be just as well be a plug for IRC. We're not going anywhere in IRC, yeah. at least I'm not. Not we not saw the other day what happened when Cloudflare broke <laughs> and uh, Discord was gone. IRC was still there. Yep. I would say that we are IRC purists. I mean, we, we prefer IRC. However, we are also trying to stay at the forefront of technology. <laughs> so that, that means that we have a Discord. I just well, like that I control JSON with which... GIFs. That's the only reason. Yeah, that's kind of backfired well, on me. <laughs> because so much it's fun. malicious compliance. You that can't figure it out. Because, well, the fucking search on you the desktop is stupid as fuck, man. <laughs> No, but, you know, the thing for me was I just wanted a place that could be a little bit more inclusive, especially, you know, because people who are on IRC, it seems like with us feel pressured to get like a persistent connection from like a Linode or something. And for some people, that's not super financially viable. Right, right. The other thing is, you know, like once I get the bridge bot back up. don't connect from work either. Yeah. Once I get the bridge bot back up, I will most likely, I'll just go back to using IRC mostly. The only thing we haven't figured out is the, uh, you know, quote unquote, friends and family channel for irc purposes but mm-hmm. i mean know. we can just make a new irc channel yeah i think that's one idea okay jesus christ how many irc channels well do we, we have, have two right now yeah but i mean no we have one excuse me no uh-huh. they know that there's a secret hosts only channel <laughs> well that's how we I thought about that communicate about all the they shows just can't join it yeah, but anyways, yeah, they'll try. You, you can anyway, try. you're gonna get kicked. Uh, yeah, you can try. And banned, I think uh, half the time we get fucking kicked and banned after like a net split. <laughs> o- only that, you. I think that only happened to you, and that you. hasn't happened in, to be fair, in like three years. A long time. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. Yeah. Well, you know, I finally learned. I mean, there was a secret method we were trying to get rid of you, and it didn't work. So we just, oops, that was an accident. Yeah. Well. Anyway, totally, totally, totally we, we should probably move along because it's been twenty minutes. I accidentally the whole net split is this bad. Accidentally, that's no. Accidentally, the whole net split is this bad? Yeah. Is uh, that bad? Yeah, sure. Is it? <laughs> can you oh, can you tell me? <laughs> I accidentally, the whole net the whole net split paid, and not just part of it. The whole net split. There are like yes, three people out there bad. that get that meme, and they're like, "Yes, <laughs> throwback from the past." No, that's very bad. I don't, to be honest. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. it was it, I accidentally the whole Pepsi bottle, or like find the whole it. Coke bottle. I accidentally the whole uh, internet? Yeah. No, it's before that. The whole internet thing was, was after that. It's playing off well, of that. Anyways. Yeah, right. Uh, he doesn't get the joke. Yeah. So you explain Well, it I'm a young buck. Doesn't help yeah, me. Right. A young buck. You, you are. You guys yes. are at least fucking 40. Even though it bashed on yes. Rickers? Yes. Okay. I right. thought about, like, 
make I thought at some point Brent and I in combination with some other people were on bash.org. No, I think we I think we might you could probably search our next I don't know if it was System Administrative channel. I think it was older. No, no, no. It was old days. Like was, Lama uh, Lex. Was it a Debian channel? Yeah, it yeah. A Ubuntu channel that you were on? Yeah, how do I search? There? Oh, here we go. Oh, but you can only <laughs> search by Christ. a number? No. No. Okay. no. You can search or by you can text. just do the Google God, is he still alive? Lama Lex? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm searching for your old Nick that I won't say out loud. Oh, okay. Say it out loud. No, if no I'm not if, saying Honestly, if they're savvy enough with uh, free nodes Nick serve, yeah, they'll, they'll probably be able to figure it out themselves. So but. none of our Nicks are appearing there. Well, don't know what to tell you then. Interestingly, there's some people I knew to be on here that are also not showing up. Maybe this website's fucking broken. <laughs> I googled bash.org jthon and it says S3E20 calculators. <laughs> for fuck's no sake. way. For fuck's sake. Yes. Does it yes. really? We are... We are one, two, three. We're the fourth and fifth link down. The, the well, fourth one that's is uh, tailored to individual, you know. But sure, sure. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't see it. What? You'll probably I mean, see I it search, if, you, if you do like second page, maybe. But here's the thing for you from Ubatu. Oh yeah, yeah. That goes way back. Yeah. Doopadoo. Doopadoo. And then I see your I see Doobie your, Doobie your thing here. He said Doopadoo. Yeah, Brent's old Nick's there, isn't it? Yeah. Blame Google oh, now. Okay. Anyways, guys, we have been, right. we finally did get some extra bant in, but it's now like 23 minutes in. Bant. But they, they love, do the, love banter. the banter. And it, and it helps, it helps them but feel we, like they're one of but us. But we gotta, they're, they're yelling we gotta, cars, we gotta screams. bring it in. Yes, we gotta I rein it that. in. Payton. I rein Rein in your tip. I let it all hang out. Just like my tip. My tip just. Just rein it in. There. Dude, look at this. It, it just this is the right one time there. Brent was jealous of something I was doing. He wanted in. <laughs> no, I just I had no idea what you were talking about. Uh, okay. He remembers from fucking nineteen so, years ago. Hey, it's hey, it's yep. my turn. <laughs> you begged me to play to play the game, Jason, and I finally said fine, and then I played for like thirty minutes, and I was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." So, so my tip, my turgid, needy, moldy tip. <laughs> Ew! We... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You need to have better. You need to practice better, better hygiene. <laughs> I shower at least once a month, whether I need <laughs> okay. it or not. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I shower more than that. Yes. What is your tip, Peyton? Okay, my tip. So at work, we had an issue with a double MOTD on RHEL seven and eight systems. Yep. Yep. And basically, it was because we were using the PAM module. Mm-hmm. So in Etsy, PAM.D slash SSHD. You have to change the session optional to have PAM underscore MOT.SO. And then in Etsy, SSH, SSHD underscore config, you change that to print MOTD no. And I will include this in the show notes for Brontosaurus here. Cool. And that was something, it was a bug. It was a bugzilla about it. It was resolved, but apparently, you know, when you're setting up RHEL and you don't, you're not aware of that and you set up the PAM module, then it does that. So if you're looking for a solution to that, you can either Google or you can use us. Hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that has been my tip. Yeah. Suck it, Jathan. Yep. <laughs> now, do they have a do they have a fixed main lined in yet? Yeah, I believe so. It's just that it's we. You're stuck on previous versions. We are. For right, various we reasons started, that we started with seven, and we are moving to eight. But okay. We started with seven, and, and seven the issue was definitely there. So. Like, you know, it's one of those things like 
I wish that I could say, yeah, 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 you know, it's not a problem, but because we have to... You won't know until that particular is, right. setup and, and is upgraded. Have, right. Right. Well, and because we we have to use stable, we can't use, you know, cutting edge, so we have mm. to use stable, that unfortunately, you know, prevents us from running, you know... Sure. Sure. I mean, to be fair... Top of line. Rel 8 top of came line, out, or, you know, what, January, right? I believe so. Was when it hit stable? That was, I mean, we're we're still right. I mean, we're not. What are we not, talking about? Rel eight, more Rel sevens, but I mean, oh, the, fuck the point if I is, remember. like, we, there's no UWSGI, so what good is yeah. it? The, the whole point is that we just have we can't do cutting edge, right? You know, arch style software. We have to we have to maintain a stable long term release so that we can yep make sure that yep. it's, it's good to yep. go because it, it affects what it affects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was the fix. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'll include it in you know the show notes with Brent here, and that was it. Cool. And that has been my tip. I think it was probably one of the better tips I've had. So honestly, so you have one thread. There are things out there that essentially let their developers on their workstations. You just got like a weird echo, dude. Me? Yeah. Do I still have it? It seems like it's kind of coming and going. That's weird. Just keep going. Okay. Sorry. There are things that let develop. You know what I'm. Gonna, it's fine. I'm now. Fiddle with. Okay. There are things that let developers run websites, for instance, that they're working on on the WAN, but not directly on the WAN. Well, right. The other thing is it, it goes through a tunneling sort of service, right? And either wait, we're going to talk about two different products here. Yes. One is self-hosted. One is not. Of the two, the self-hosted option is probably better, but of the two, both are bad. Period. Bad. Is um what was that what was that shit that was run back in the day that you could do networking to somebody else to play like Steam games together? What was that called? Windsocks? No. It was Heroku. Heroku. No, uh, no, 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 no. No, it was before Heroku, I would think. Kamikaze or something like that. Oh. Uh, oh uh, yeah, you're uh, right. That's, that's what it Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know what you're talking about. It's not that. I thought you were going to talk about WAMP, which is still a no. thing. Anyway, just keep going with what you're saying. Okay, I'm, I'm an asshole. I interrupted. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jathan. Thank you. So the two projects we're going to be talking about briefly are Engrok and Expose. Expose. <laughs> Expose is a goddamn windowing feature in Mac OS. No, it's still funny to say it, Jathan. Apple doesn't have a monopoly on the word expose. Correct. Yes, they do. No, they don't. They have a, they have a monop- expose monopoly on is... corners, though. What? Okay, but in the tech world, expose <laughs> refers to that. What, have, what, what about if you go to a tech expose? It's not. It's an expo. Expose? What tech expose have you been to? What do you think expo is short for, John? <laughs> expose. Exposition. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. There are exposés out there, Jason. There, I'm sure someone somewhere is having an expose, whatever the fuck that is, someone, but it's not the tech bros. You fucking morons. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Most people that listen to us probably have said that at some point. Mm. Either to their car or computer screen. Yeah, most people, like, they're listening on their fucking commute in, they get to work, have a meeting directly at 9am, they get in the meeting, they're just fucking yelling at people, they're like, sorry guys, I just listened to Sis Administria, those guys are fucking dumb. fucking idiots. Of all the episodes to do it, I wouldn't think this one would be the one to do it. I'm sorry guys. Anyway, keep going. Okay, expose. Right, expose. 
expose. No, expose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll stop. Now, as Jay thought said, one of these is kind of a SaaS, like a, a, a software as a service. Although, I guess technically and it's not a... open source at all, by the way. Right. Now, what is that thing I found on GitHub? Is that their client library? Their old, like, v1.0 was open source. Mm, mm -hmm. Or some libraries they developed were, but they have since done a total rewrite, so yeah. there's no, yeah. you know, using that for any kind of audit basis or anything is fucking useless. Yeah, I see that. And it, last commit was May 31st, Seven years ago or five years ago? Four years. Yeah, okay. I was close. Yeah, Seven, yeah, five, four. It is, no. It is 2020. So ballpark. It's, it's not that close, Jaython. Well, I didn't examine the repo. Okay, much fair enough. Okay, much. Anyways, so we'll we'll link to that for shits and giggles. But it, it appears that is not what their service is running, right? And we'll of course link to these sites and everything. But yeah, the guys, I don't know. I, you know what? Let's. I want you to give your feedback and talk about it first. Yeah, I'll start. I'm gonna, it's going to make me mad, and I don't want to. Yeah. Wanna start off like. Yeah, that. we want him to be mad when he's angry. I mean, <laughs> we want him to be mad when he's. <laughs> you want him to be mad when he's angry. <laughs> We want him to be mad when he's drunker. You wouldn't like me when I'm mad and angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so so here's the thing. Basically, the way these services work and what they do, and I'm going to focus on Exposed because prior to this episode, one, I had a conversation with somebody about Exposed. Mm -hmm. Did you? Yes. Number two, I actually went through their installation docs, and I actually got it running and shit and tested it. So Wow. I could I did not bother with the Ngrok free tier because I'm not giving some non self hosted thing access to my shit, period. Well their so, free tier costs eight dollars a month. Uh, yeah, all right. So if you go to the Ngrok website, you go to their pricing page, mm -hmm. it says like, you know, medium usage, eight twenty five a month. Sign up for free. And it's like, well, is it fucking eight twenty five a month or is it free? But anyway, so that again? small aside. So I'm going to focus on Expose. So Expose is kind of the same thing as Engrock in a way. And essentially what happens is you have a server. Let's assume, you know, it has to be somewhere public, front facing. You know, let's assume it's somewhere, I'm doing air quotes, in the cloud. You know, Lino, DigitalOcean, Vulture, AWS, GCP, whatever. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Somebody else's computer. Right, exactly. Not your computer. Mm -hmm. A web host. Mm -hmm. And so you run this Expose server. And the entire way that they install it is with something called Compose or Composer, I think, PHP Composer, which is like, you know, their NPM or, you know, virtual env, whatever the fuck. Okay. Hold on. Wait, Peyton, were you thinking of Hamachi? Yes. yes that's the yes. one. It's Hamachi. Okay. You're yes. right. Okay. Yeah. Is that project dead? What is that? <laughs> Log me in, bought it. I knew that. That was a while ago, though, like 2005. Yeah, I, I think Come it's on. still around, though. Jesus Christ. From what I recall. Nice. Right. Holy fuck. Well, it never worked right anyway. Right. So, it was weird, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway. So Expose, you install with PHP Composer. I'm sure Arch has it. I actually didn't check the Arch repos. Uh, I literally spun up a CentOS 7 box in on Linode. I did the PHP. I followed their documentation. So I used a Composer install or whatever the fuck. Can somebody look it up? Is it PHP Composer? It's not on Arch. Really? Yeah. Exposed isn't? Nope. Huh. Okay. So, not even in the AUR? No. I searched both. Wow. All right. So, anyway. So, anyway. So, we run that. And then, you know, we basically start the server. And the requirements for starting the server are, essentially, you have to have some wildcard DNS that point at your server that's running Compose. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Expose. Sorry. Fucking PHP with their composer and expose and shit. It's all the fucking same. Right, seriously. The shit They're all just posers. Fucking posers. Yeah, they are. So, sorry. So, you composer you have to point a wildcard DNS entry at the server running expose server. Mm. And essentially then what happens is 
you can generate some tokens on the server that you pass to the clients. The clients are running inside your firewall, like on the NAT, or behind, behind your the NAT, NAT, there you go. potentially. And they use that token to authenticate with the exposed server. And then the exposed server takes wildcard DNS requests and forwards them along basically through a tunnel back to your home network or wherever you're running your application. Mm -hmm. Now, it's clear to me from reading this and trying it that it's meant for PHP applications. But in a quick test, I was able to get it running with like a Flask app. Mm -hmm. So now a couple of things here. First of all, for the type of service that this is, it's fucking mind blowing to me that it's written in PHP. Mm hmm. Like, there's no fucking logic there. Yeah, there's like, no it would make reason. sense if it was written. Yeah. It could be written in literally anything else, and it would make more sense than PHP. Like, fucking Ruby would make more sense than PHP. And I hate we, Ruby. I hate Ruby, too, yeah. yeah. We know. Yeah. But, I mean, like, even, like, fucking Python, Golang, Rust, any of these things. C, I don't care. Anyway. You know what it is? It's because a lot of, a lot of people with bad ideas know PHP. Oh, God. Yeah, well, look at Facebook. Everybody knows PHP. <laughs> well, but <laughs> Facebook has a, a multitude of languages now, but... Yeah, they started up probably. probably. But that's a little different. Sorry, that's I'm a website, a and that was before you know UWSCI yeah, yeah. so, became really popular sure. and stuff. So, so anyway, the way it works, then you know the server, the compose or fuck the expose <laughs> server. I'm gonna keep doing that, guys. So just fucking save me. The expose server gets this wildcard request, <laughs> routes it internally, basically acting as like a web proxy, mm -hmm. and then passes this request over the tunnel to your app. And the whole argument here from developers is basically, I can take my app with my local settings and I can test with external services. So like one example is it can be hard to test internally with something like OAuth mm -hmm. because communication has to be two ways between, you know, like if you're trying to use GitHub as an external authentication via OAuth, you need to have the ability for GitHub to contact your site and bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. So I get that argument. And, you know, I had no problem installing Expose. I had no problem using Expose. The logging seems good. You know, you can basically see all the requests through the console. There's also a web interface where you can visualize the same thing. There's pictures of all the shit in their documentation. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. My complaint, my argument, my, my thing is, you know, for one, if you accidentally expose something. No pun intended. Not expose the, no, no pun intended. you know, not expose the tool. But, I mean, if you allow something access or you run something on the wrong port, that's what I mean by expose here, right. you know, and it's a port that's hooked in or like controlled by your expose server, you're now exposing the wrong project, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because you, you know, potentially like for me, I don't know about you guys, but I have one folder in my home directory called Git repos and it's all my fucking projects. I have like porn. 80 folders in yep. there, right? Yep. And you probably also have Git ignored files that contain sensitive information. Right. Get ignore files, local settings, right. stuff like that. And intellectual property. Yeah. So if you All put it into the root, boom. So, yep. Well, yep, yep. the thing is, you don't quite point to a folder. You point to a port. Okay. But the point is, if you spin up the wrong project because you have sure. 40 oh, sure, of them, yeah. you're fucking yourself. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask a question really fast? This yeah. Is, this is meant to share a server over like the internet, right? Like this is meant, it's to, meant share to share a workstation over the internet, and that not the whole workstation. Well, though. Sure. So here's the thing: a service so, running on a workstation. Let's start with Django as an example. So okay. Like, so hold on, hold on. So like Joe Blow, fucking web developers, like, hey, check out this website that I built, mm -hmm. and cranks mm -hmm. up his machine, it cranks up Expose or Expose, whatever you want to call it, and then his buddy over, you know, in China is like. That's a cool website, bro. Also, thanks for all the files. Is that like... Mm, not quite like that. I mean, it would have to be a vulnerability to do that. In the website. Or a misconfiguration 
But I mean, or it, I mean, it's a web developer. But so. the potential's there. Right, so here's the thing. Now, to be fair, to be fair, that potential's always there if you right. don't know what the fuck you're doing at some level of your deployment. Yeah. But so the whole thing here is it's meant basically. So if you have you know a Django or a Flask application, mm-hmm. yeah. both of them have built-in ways to run a development server, mm-hmm. not with a real web server, but with like a you know a lockdown Python localhost. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So the whole point of Expose, as far as I can tell, is to basically use that functionality to deploy a site so that other people can access it or so that it has external access in a way that, you know, a service like OAuth could communicate back yeah, to it. Still so, here's, so here's my issues. The whole point is, though, that type of web server, right? Like, you run manage.py, mm-hmm. run server in Django, and it says, like, do not use this in production. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm sure the functionality <laughs> is sound for development purposes, right, right, but right, you right, should right. only be running that on localhost port 8000 so and not fucking yeah. exposing so that something. And so here's the again, thing. I'm sure... I'm sure there's some asshole on the internet that's running their fucking Django site with the fucking built-in web server, and we don't know about it. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm I'm positive there was. (laughs) Absolutely. I am too. But the whole point is, you know, for me, I feel like, I mean, let's face it, right? It's 2020. The world Mm -hmm. is going to fucking shit. (laughs) But one thing that I can say for certain is I would rather somebody use a Docker container deployed to like AWS or GCP than use something like Expose, because at least you have to be particular about what you're putting in the container and what you're actually packaging. Yeah. And also, well, when you're done with it, you destroy the whole fucking instance it ran on, and it's done. So, um, I mean, right. Now, right, arguably right, right, with right, Expose... Right, 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 right. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on I'm, I'm not done. All right. Now, arguably, okay, all right. with Expose, yes, you can stop running something on a given port, you can delete the whole directory, whatever, but it's... I feel like there's a lot less... I don't want to say, like, I don't want to say fail-safe mechanisms. I feel like there's less fail-safe mechanisms, mm-hmm. but there's, it's a much less infallible process, in my opinion. Sure. Okay. What, running a Docker container instead of this exposed? I mean, I... Not locally, though. The whole I point is you shouldn't be them. running... I kind of agree with well, that. I'm, so, I'm, so I'm not trying well, to... No, I'm not saying or... that you should... No, now, to be clear, and I see where right. Brent's coming from, you shouldn't be running Docker containers in production... Unless it's for scalability right. and it's like, you know, microservices that you really depend right. on. Yeah, right. 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 right, right, right. So right. here's... Right. So no, here's... no, but I'm saying I think that a Docker container is a step above using something like Expose. Yeah, and that's what For the what reasons I, I just mentioned. Yeah, that's what I agree with. Right. Yes. Right, right. Here's what I have an issue with. There's like two or three things here. Right. First off... He's going to get to like at least a level. <laughs> <of> <laughs> well, count, people. those count. are just main points, not right sub points. So, so first off, One. right, don't fucking put a workstation on the internet. Right. At least learn how to firewall. Because, like, yeah, right. IPv6, the goal is to be able to do that. That's fine. But not a lot of... So many people are still stuck in the, like, the NAT protects me mindset. So they don't even think about firewalling their workstation. You should be firewalling your workstation. Yeah, because but, especially, especially if you're on a fucking network that's not your own. It's one sure. thing when you're at home, although you yeah, should right. still run a fucking firewall, period. Yep. yep, I agree. And especially, nobody ever thinks about it, but run a fucking outbound firewall. Outbound too, yeah, but inbound yeah. is special, especially for right. common ports like SSH, right? right. If somebody compromises right. my, you know, Mac Mini, mm. I don't want them to be able to use it to fucking shell into my laptop. Then, like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> well, then you <laughs> won't be able to <laughs> shell into your to your laptop from your Mac Mini. That's right, and I don't shell okay, into my well, laptop on my home you, network. You left that important piece of information out there. No, 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 but... no. I mean, obviously, if that's something you do, you have to be considerate. Right. But I right, mean, right, I'm right, just right. saying, if you don't do that, then don't fucking allow right, it. But at the, right. at the very least, ingress firewalling. 
for your even for your home connect for every single machine is super important. That said, ten out of ten. That said, and it baffles me. Yes. Speaking of Mac Mini, small aside, but I mean, I recently bought a Mac Mini. I know Brent hates me for it. Lots of people <laughs> do. Well, it was a dumb move. For that reason, but no. but I mean, well, whatever. The logistics were right. But anyway, <laughs> the whole point is, by default, Mac OS ships and the firewall is turned off by default. That's fantastic. Well, I think course. Windows is the same way, though. I don't know, but I think it no, is. No, I think, the, Windows, I think Windows has Windows the firewall on. Windows does a thing where it asks you, yeah. do you want to be discoverable on a network? And so then it turns on like the built-in Windows firewall, which is... And even then, know, it's, it's select it's services. It's better than no firewall. It's only it's like no Samba firewall. and, right. and yeah. NetBIOS, right, right, right. you know? Yeah. But right. so, newsflash, if you buy a new Mac, I don't care if it's a fucking iMac, a Mac okay, Mini, okay. a laptop, whatever. Turn on the firewall. But anyway, yes, back to Brent. Back to me. Thank you. So that number one... Just don't do that, right? And these here's ones. where my subpoints come in. And, and maybe these are a second point on their own, whatever. This is one the, point a. the context of a server and the context of a workstation are entirely different. Yeah. You have like banking PDFs on your desktop. You have cached emails on your desktop. You have all this sort of shit. Tax information. Tax information. If there is the slightest directory traversal vulnerability in your web code, they have access to all of that now. Literally, Linux anyone ISO. on the internet has access to that now. So yeah. that's, you know, don't be dumb. And that's why you run development shit on your local host. And you have a separate, way accessible testing server. Ideally, yeah. there's at yeah. least three stages of development, right? Staging slash writing. Dev, dev. Stage and then prod. Yes, exactly. Staging and prod should be in the context that they're going to be deployed in for prod. And so realistically, staging should be hit more than prod, so you can actually test that shit. Right, right. But I'm saying like staging should be I know, I know in the same saying. sort of context as prod. Right, treat it right, at like right, prod. Right. It's just not promoted yet as stable. But development, that shit stays local. Period. Whether it's in a VM lab, whether it's on a VM on your workstation. Wherever, it should not be on the internet. It should not be right. in the wider network. It should not right. be in the public VLAN, whatever, right? It should not be in where you're going to be able to have unexpected traffic. That's, well, is it, I mean, I mean yeah. the real thing here is that we get developers who are not sysadmins, mm -hmm. who've never been sysadmins, and then they're put into an ops role. And that and they was think, oh yeah, no problem. Right. And it's like, well, no, it's, it's it is a problem. Like you, that's my you entire problem to... with DevOps. Right. It ignores right. the ops. You know, like same C levels. It doesn't have well, to. No, no, no. And it should because you it can shouldn't. have. But here's the thing. It here's shouldn't. the problem. Because you can have a proper DevOps team that is made up of truly both sides of it. So right? that's like... what. It, that, so Jathan, that's how it's supposed to work. But C levels see the word DevOps. Yeah. They think I need developers oh. to write the shit. Right. I don't need right. operations. Right. This lets my no. this lets and, my and developers do operations, and that's not a how it's good, treated. Right. In exactly. my opinion, my two cents: yeah. a good DevOps engineer is probably mostly a sysadmin who has some development experience for deployment. I would say, yeah, and yeah, then leave I, the actual development of the product right to, yeah, the, to the developer, right, sure. Exactly. But I'm saying yeah. somebody who had previously done some real development and understands the pain points mm -hmm. in that sure. process, but right. who is primarily a sysadmin, probably makes the best. DevOps engineer. Right. I, I would agree with that. developer yeah. should actually be a developing. God, I developer. like when he drinks a fucking beer. He agrees with me. No, no. It, oh. You're actually making sense this time. For once. But the, yeah, for once. Well, for there's once. like maybe two other times he made sense. So, and that kind of brings me to point number two, is that developers just 
don't understand these greater things. And we have to come, right. we're, a system, right. you know, we're a systems administration podcast. We're going to come at from the admin perspective, right? right. From our perspective. But that's what you want. You want us to come. Well, that's, I mean, that's what we should be focusing on. From our perspective, right. we don't want to hinder our developers, especially to the point where they decide, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to open up my workstation to the internet. You don't want to do that. So our responsibility in preventing this, like developers, I'm going to talk to you in a second, but for systems, we need to focus on making, like providing a a viable development platform for our developers, whether that's a VM lab or setting their workstation up with VM software, whatever. We need to make that viable for them. And we also need to, promote where these boundaries are we need to say not only no you can't do that but why and why that's a bad idea right. at that point right, right. if the developer ignores it that's on them. that's you know get your ass fired you know absolutely but we've done our due diligence if we not only just say no but why we're saying no and that's important and i think a lot yeah. of the times many in our industry get frustrated because we forget that step we forget to say yeah this is what it's could happen yeah well i don't know about soft skill it's more so just like sort of I mean, it's, it's more about you know, it's, sort of discouraging the desire to circumvent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, wouldn't that technically be a soft skill in, a, in uh, itself? Maybe, maybe not. It, it all depends of, on, like, think of it as, like, explaining a spec, right? If you have an opinion on this, you want us to know. You want, yeah, whatever. You want yeah, know, write, write us into it. We yeah. have a contact page. So, and then that brings me, actually, pretty conveniently, to developers. If we have any developers <laughs> listening to this... Uh, we probably have a couple guys you really need to respect the boundaries that your system in set you need to trust their judgment in this because they unless they're a dick and then uh, well you know. no no you don't want to give developers that an out on this because at that point if they're being a dick <laughs> and you're having issues completing your work that's when you yeah. escalate it you don't try and find ways right. to circumvent it right, right, right. but you uh, generally I'm... speaking you need to give trust to your system ends and, and to your operations team in this because they have a much wider view of the environment than you do. They have a much more intricate view into what is going on. They know what traffic is allowed in, what traffic is allowed out, what is valid, what is not, what machines can talk to which other machines. And they know all this and you don't. You may think you do, but you don't. So please trust your systems on this because it's a guarantee you it's much more complex than you think it is. So we promise you don't. This again, this a lot of this comes down. The reason we have things like ngrok and expose is because a very muddled miscommunication between sysadmins and developers. Yeah, because the developers don't make their needs known to the sysadmins or the operations team, whatever, or they just do it poorly. What do you mean? Well, which I do think there's a valid point in saying not all developers are prepared to have a conversation with every sysadmin. Mm. So. I don't think it's always the developer's fault. Oh, no, no, I don't either. I don't either. And I don't, you know, for one, in some organizations, they don't have the right access to the sysadmins. Well, wasn't there a guy, didn't we talk to a guy or somebody who he literally, like, he was fighting to have servers turned on? Like, he had to, like... What? Maybe I read it on Reddit somewhere. That might have been a Reddit thing. I think I might have read it. Ignore that. But the other part of it is, you know... The whole point is it can't be a a one-way ask. It can't just be the developer coming to the sysadmin saying, I need X. It has to be a discussion because that is where you end up with... We don't know the needs of the the developers until they ask. Right. I agree with that. 
But that's my point is they need to come to us with an, a, a fairly exhaustive list and say, this is the project I'm running. These are the services it relies on. This is what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. And then we come back and say, I can do A, B, and C, no problem. But D, I have these concerns. Can we make it fit this model instead? Yeah. Or can we not expose this service in this way? Whatever. And in that way, it becomes a back and forth. Oh, and no, I think absolutely. that's really important. Yeah. And that's that at, at its heart of it, that is what DevOps was originally designed to be. It wasn't about tools. It wasn't about letting developers become sysadmins. It wasn't any of that. It was a closer relationship between developers and sysadmins and them respecting each other and respecting each other's roles, right? And somehow right. it's become some sort of fucked up thing where we're trying to replace operations with developers and all sorts of other mucky stuff about it. We're trying to, you know, automate shit away that really shouldn't be automated. All this sort of stuff. And I don't know how yeah. we got there because... The At only core, good thing, in my yeah. opinion, that has really come of the DevOps movement for, you know, smaller companies that don't actually need the flexibility yep. is better monitoring. And similar and, and to the, that, I would say and the better concept, orchestration and config management. Well, and the, the concept of the SRE, mm-hmm. you know, having a service level. It really does help saying, having some separate team entirely dedicated to uptime. I'm not going to lie. No, it does. That felt, that but, fucking but, but I lot. mean... The concept behind SREs at a lot of companies is we have to maintain 99.98% uptime. Any changes you can make that aren't going to go below that level, you can do it even if it's breaking. I think that's kind of a cool concept. Now, we never strive to break something, and I'm not an SRE, so I say I or we, you know. But I think that's a cool concept because at the end of the day, there's always going to be some risk or breakage potential when you do something. Mm. Yeah. But knowing like I have the ability to break this for 30 minutes and we're still falling within our acceptable limits that meet our SLAs or whatever the case okay. may be. I think that's a super one. It's very tangible, sure. right? Like, you know, if you're yeah. above or below that limit. Number two, I think it gives some room for experimentation. And, you know, maybe this is like the science background in me talking but i think it's important to allow people to kind of experiment and yes we can test and retest and we can set up development environments and stuff like that but it's not always going to be the same as production in some cases yeah in varying degrees i would agree with yes i mean ideally staging should match prod but again there are some cases where even like you might have a bug in the code that depends on the ip address that the the thing is listening on you know and that and that is going to not be reflected by staging so Right. Yeah. I mean, there it's going to be very rare where you hit cases where staging will deviate from prod, right? But right. in terms of behavior, but that is, yeah, I mean, it's it's not without the realm, of, it's not outside the realm of possibilities. So sure. But again, like, we're... Did you say the realm of possibilities? Yes. Realm? The realm. Okay, I, I, I just want to say... No, the realm. I was speaking a little bit I'm quickly. Watching... Pirates of the Caribbean a lot. So yeah. Rums on my mind. But why are the realms gone? Why are the realms gone? That's what the web server <laughs> says. I thought this. I thought this was digest authentication. So the, yeah, basically what I wanted to kind of bring us together on here was what can we do aside from you know enforcing the boundaries because that should be in our job title anyways. But what are some creative ways we can get developers to not use these services? How can we make it? How can we make certain well, that they don't I mean, put well, the entire so, I mean, VLAN? To be at totally risk? honest, I think are you talking about on a deployment specific basis or like a general tool that we could use and release? Both? I'm not gonna limit it to just one of those, I don't think. Okay. So I think it would be very hard to come up with a tool that replaced these that didn't do something as shit. As dumb, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think, you know, between 
the two or three of us, we could come up with something that was marginally better, but not necessarily. Because at, at the end of the day, the whole functionality is flawed. The premise is flawed, right. right. The premise right. is flawed. That's exactly right. Right, right, right. You know, the idea of configuration management comes to mind for mm. me. If we make it so that, you know, a huge part of this is using Git for your configuration management. Because if we well, have a... No, no, it is. Hold on. Hear me out. Git itself so, is not... You mean using Git with no, your configuration? No, I'm using Git to manage your configuration management files. Okay, yeah, using if Git we, with your configuration management. Then. That's okay. right, because, not you know, Git I'm going to use Ansible here as an example okay. because it's the easiest, if you will. Yeah, I'd agree with but, that. But, yeah. you know, but, all right, so if we give the ability for our developers to modify their own playbooks, maybe we give them a template or we get it working the first okay. time, but then we give them playbooks to modify their own, okay. you know, development things, and it's kept in Git... One, we can always go look at their revision history, and we can see what changes they're making. Ideally, in separate branches. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not your main configuration management, but like just the development, you know, tree of your Ansible playbooks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then the other side of that is, you know, as we do that, we can audit it and go along and say, "Hey, look, I I noticed yesterday you made this change and exposed this port in this way. You know, can you explain to me why you did that?" And then you have an opportunity. It's like an iterative process that's back and yeah. forth. Politics be darned, so, get blame and, is wonderful. Right. And, and the cool part of doing that is, you know, they could be working on a VM for all of the initial development. Mm-hmm. But maybe they get to a point where they're like, I have to test something. I need actual, you know, I need a, a front-facing server, stuff like mm-hmm. that. You well, review the playbook. The, that's you the, review the playbook and you say, okay, this seems like something I could deploy to AWS. All you have to do is spin up CentOS, install Ansible, and run the playbook. Mm. And they're at the same point with very little effort mm. in so I think that is a viable alternative. Like, for the amount of effort that you put in setting up the DNS and everything to get Expose working, why wouldn't you just write a playbook to deploy your project and then do the same thing in the cloud if you needed to do it in the cloud? It, I mean, it doesn't even need to be in the cloud either. It's No, it sure. It depends on your on resources VM, available to you and all that. But On a different network, whatever the fuck the case may depending be. Depending which stage you want it at, whether it's staging, dev, exactly. prod, whatever. Right, right. Sure. Yeah, right. yeah prod, uh, or dev rather, I, I was a little bit, I spoke a little bit too hastily. Dev does not... I want to stress, does, dev does not be, need to be localhost 100%. If you have a dedicated, isolated VM LAN, that's fine. You know, yep, as long yep. as it's something that is not able to be accessed by an unknown group of people. That's the key thing here is only people who should be working on the, in dev in the dev stage, only people who should be working on that website should have access to it. That's right. it. That's, that's where I was going with it. Right. Makes but sense. yeah, sorry, carry on, Jathan. I wanted to stress that. Yeah, no, I mean, so that, that's just one idea I have, right? Like, you can use configuration management sure. to make something deploy. Makes it re- yeah, makes it really easy. Make it deployable anywhere. And now you don't really need to share your development version widely because you can stand up a whole second copy in seconds mm-hmm. or, you know, minutes. But still, you get the And point. it really simplifies the promotion from dev to prod or from dev to yeah. staging. It does to because you're product. refining... Yeah. You're refining your playbook, in this case with Ansible, as you fucking go. So by the time you're ready to move it to production, you maybe change a couple of values here and there. Maybe you change from port 80, you know, 8,000 to 80 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, your playbook is 90% of the way there. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, so that's the nice thing about config management. I know I keep button in, but it allows for a (laughs) not throwaway, but a destructible infrastructure. You don't have to worry about backing up configs. You just need to back up your CMs and that's it. And that's why, you know, to be honest, I am of the opinion, and that's the thing is like in my environment, particularly where I work and with the resources we have and whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, without going into too many details, like if I lost a VM tomorrow, 
there if it was a VM that wasn't hosting data but was hosting a service, mm -hmm. it would be faster for me to stand up a new one and redeploy with my configuration management than it would be to recover the old yeah. one. And even then, you could just store the data components and backup and then... You know, exactly. And, and, right. and it can be in two parts. Now, that depends on your even, backup. And even CM your if backup. You're using something, yeah. yeah, and if you're using something like Veeam, older versions of Veeam, at least, I don't know about newer ones, you know, you could only restore an entire VM. You can't <laughs> restore components within a VM. Yeah, that's great. So in that case, you know, whatever. I mean, but, that, that's, right. I mean, that's like bare metal backup. That's not yeah, snapshotting. Yeah. So yeah. the whole point, though, is, you know, if you're going to do configuration management, and this is getting a little bit sure. away from what we're talking about, but if you're going to do configuration management, don't half-ass it. Do it in a way that you can take a new machine oh, and redeploy your entire fucking service, website, whatever yep. it is. I agree with that. Soup to nuts, no manual intervention. Because at some point in your you career, will that. <laughs> you will need that. It's gonna right? And it's going to save Absolutely. you a huge amount of fucking uh -huh. time. I can attest that it's happening. Usually you need like, it more yes, than once. Will... Like, hey, can we, we need to turn up a second server that... that... Exactly. Right. I got you. I can attest that it's happening. Give me, yeah, yeah. Give me like an hour to run. And the it, fact is, and, that's, and it's done. You know, even if you run something, let's say you run. I'm trying to think of a good example. Yeah, you know, a standalone GitLab server. Oh. You get to a point where your organization would benefit from having two GitLab servers that are, you know, paired. I don't know what GitLab calls their HA component, basically. Mirroring. Chances probably. are, you can reuse most of your playbook or your your configuration management files from the first instance to stand up the probably second. Probably all so, most, yeah. So even in that case, you're only changing 10% to accommodate the HA configuration, but you're still using the majority. I would say like closer to 1%, honestly. The sure, only thing that, that would be different there would be like host names and stuff, you know? Right. So configuration management, I think, is the biggest thing that comes Absolutely. to mind for me in terms of a better solution. I would agree with that. I already mentioned earlier that I think containerization is not my favorite thing, mm -mm. but I still think it's better than exposing something on your land to the wind. Yeah, I would say as far as development tools go, running on local host, right. yeah, contain, go right. hog wild with the container. And the fact is, you have to be pointed about when you deploy something, mm -hmm. right? Like, let's say you're working on a project, you realize you're at the point where you need a WAN accessible instance of it to test something. Mm -hmm. It's, let's say, all right, it's 4.45 on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> Don't fucking deploy it and then leave it sitting for the weekend because you're going to start working on it Monday morning. Like, Yeah, yeah right. Deploy it Monday morning, test it on Monday, and close it by the end of Monday. Like, you're mm -hmm. done with it. Stop, stop, turn it off. Yep. That's it. You can't get fucking hacked if it's turned off. That's right. true. Right, right, right. The only hack-proof box is one that's unplugged. Right. So Unless uh, Tom Cruise is in the room. And <laughs> some, right. some weird ninja shit. So, well, no, that, that, that computer was plugged in. You know, that is two was solutions... On, yes. That's two solutions that I have to that problem. I would welcome any input from anybody else. No, I'd agree with that. Uh, by the way, Peyton, yeah. even if it's plugged in but turned off, you have yeah. stuff like the magic packet that can turn computer yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Or, or just even if it's turned IPMI off but plugged works. in. Yeah. 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 No, I, I know that. And that's the thing that, like, that what Jathan is saying is true. Like, yeah. if, you, if it's off, it's secure. If there is, yeah, yeah. If there is no network path to this thing, you're fine. Provided there isn't a bug in like your firewall or something like that, but right. that's extremely rare compared to bugs in other software. So, right, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. I don't think I have anything to add to this. I think we covered really what I wanted to talk about, and in yeah, ways I of getting around that. this. I don't have well, any other suggestions. I would just like to say that I mean, it looks like a pretty neat tool. You know, well, that's how they get you. That's how they get well, you, yeah. Peyton. Right. What I was gonna say though uh, is, it looks like a neat tool. I mean, don't 
you know, if you're going to run this, I mean, try to talk to your sysadmin about it first, you know? Well, ideally, don't I run it. I think that most people running this are not going to be running it in, like, a corporate environment. Well, yeah. I would Especially not, now, with the COVID shit. never know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That and is you a don't really want your, point. you don't want your company's IP on the WAN. Right. Right. You know? Right, right, right. So, yeah. That's, so, that is something to be exceptionally but, I mean, careful my, of right my, now. My point still stands, though, yep. is that if you're going to run this, talk to your sysadmin first. Because they made up better options. And if you don't have a fucking sysadmin, then rent one. (laughs) If you don't have a sysadmin, get a consultant. Go to an MSP. Like, you know, there's things you can do. You don't don't have to do all this work by yourself. You know? That's that's the big thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. this work is work. It doesn't need to be done, you know. It should not be within your purview, and you should not be expected to know how to do it well. Because we have people to do that. If you're a sysadmin that's just starting out, and some developer comes to you and says, I need you to run this, ask fucking questions, man. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. You are I mean, don't be hostile about it, maybe, but like right. it's important what I'm, what that I'm you. Saying is, yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid to ask someone else questions. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. don't you have to ask the developers telling you to do it. Ask questions and, and tell them, okay, I'll, I'll look into it and I'll get back yeah. to you when it's completed or you know whatever. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. have to sit there and let them like hound over you about whatever yeah. it is. So like, yeah, and you know another you know. huge part of that is make sure you know the problem you're trying to solve because mm-hmm. right. Right. if you're truly trying to test something that's external. Maybe that's valid, but if you're just trying to share it with a, another person who doesn't work at your company, maybe somebody you're contracting with or something, right. get them fucking VPN credentials and run it internally. Like that's yeah. probably a lower yeah. risk operation mm-hmm. than fucking, exposing the whole or thing. Or a mm-hmm. Zoom site, a Zoom fucking call. A what? Screen. Oh, yeah. well, well, assuming they would want to interact with the product itself, right? So, yeah. I, I know. But, I'm just right, saying. Right, right, there's right, right. options. There are many, 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 many options until it available. is ready. As marked as ready for prod, it should not be able to leave the company, period. Correct. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's, unless, that's Unless you do open source software, on. which that's is it. an entirely different model, right. but you shouldn't right. be, at that point, it's no longer, quote unquote, intellectual property because it's, yeah. Right. Open, it's open source. Right. Exactly. Open yeah. So source. this is, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think, episode. I think it's it is. Be a short I think one. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've said everything we wanted about it. Yeah. Anyone, yeah I think so. Does anyone have anything to add? No. I don't. Oh. Okay. No. Cool. I think this is good banter. It was a good episode. Yeah. We didn't really go like in depth on what they are. Thankfully, to an like we didn't. Well, I don't want to. I don't think we wanted to. It's truthfully not hard to set up if you want to do it. Like I did it right. an hour before we did this because I was like, well, I think I'm going to be able to talk about this more if I've done it. Sure. But you don't want to do know, it. The biggest thing that I got out of it is Peyton just said like, oh, that's a neat tool or something like that. Right. Whatever right. the fuck he said. That was my takeaway. Like this is a cool concept, and I get why people want it, but right. I, as like the sysadmin in me is like this is stupid. And I, don't, I would never run bad. this on my network ever. Yeah, like, it's a bad not idea. Even at home. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely not. Like yeah. you can have something that has the shiny, but still recognize it's dumb. Like I, for instance, to the engineering side of me, a door triggered flamethrower, awesome idea. The practical a door side of me, trigger yeah, flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you open the door and a flamethrower, like Home oh, Alone kind like, of a thing. Like home Alone. Okay. Right. I'm much more interested in a, an envelope that when you open it, it strikes a match. Fair enough. But yeah, that okay. So these too. things, these are cool engineering ideas. They are nifty. They are shiny. They're Did interesting. You ever actually do them. But Probably the practical not. side of me says, "Hell no, that's a dumb right. idea. Exactly. Don't do that." So yeah. What if you forget that the the door flamethrower is there and you walk through it? And yeah. You know, yeah. Like you're you're taking oh, in the hair. trash at like midnight or something. You're like, oh, right, exactly. Whatever. Oh, I'll I just use the front door. I forgot I set the uh, <laughs> the trap, honey. Oh, you did. Oh, thanks for telling me. Now I have no hair. <laughs> now we have to go to the ER. My lovely dreads are gone. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and they smell. Hair smells terrible when it burns. By the way, it does. It really does. It's, it's, I've gotten it's one sad. or two dreads caught in like soldering irons and stuff. It's <sighs> not a good smell. Gross. You know what's really cool? What? Is, so for a while, I was making pottery. Mm-hmm. Yes. I haven't in a while. I mean, COVID is one of the reasons. But right. um, there's this person. Also, the milk. That there's cougar that was chasing you oh, down. I remember pottery. it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I remember does, that. Does Katie know about the? Well, he didn't accept her advances. Yeah, I mean, did, he eschewed her advances. Yeah, didn't we talk about this literally on a show? Was it? I, we we might have. Maybe it was a shit try, show. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, did there was a, the there was a cougar though, in, in Jathan's party. But did you class. tell her? Did you tell? And she was pursuing Jathan. No, yeah, the, yeah, I'm sure. Hey, it's also it's been it's years also ago. Like years ago now. Yeah, it's years yeah. ago. So and number two, he never even started anything with her. He was like, she should know. Like, <laughs> there was no conquest to be had. Anyway, um, it was a no effort here, conquest, Jay. <laughs> the thing is, Literally there no, was no effort. <laughs> there, there was this person Negative I know who effort. was making pottery, yes. and they were taking horse hairs <laughs> and they would drape it over the pieces while it was in the kiln, and it would make these very dark, like permanent marks on it. And then when you glazed over it, you could still see like the lines from where the horse hairs burnt into the clay. Oh, okay. That's or okay. under it. Yeah, that's nifty. Yeah, but it smelled really bad. I, I bet it. Thing. Hair always it smells terrible. terrible. Whole so thing. Horse hair, especially, is like. Ugh. I would imagine. I, I've never smelled burning horse hair. Just well, human just hair. Saying, but I, I was saying. Oh, horse this hair. is getting morbid as fuck. Right? Okay, so Jathan. Horse hair is smelly as fuck. Anyway. Yeah, I, I've never. Never mind the burning. Yeah. So Jathan, if there yeah. are fifteen horses, and you take a hair from each of their tails and put it in 72. a put it in a piece of pottery, how many horse hairs do you have? Sixty. Well, they burn off, man. <laughs> Shit, you got me. You got me there. <laughs> There's no horse no, no, no. left. Before it's, it's just a line. Before it's killed. Before it's fired. How many horse hairs do you have? Well, my understanding is that you actually put the pieces in, let them get up to oh, you, my and you God, sort of throw just, the horse hair in. Just say oh my 15. God. Are you kidding me? 15 horse hairs. Okay, right, thank, you. All right, thank you. Tell us let your let the record show I was right on a technicality. <laughs> and that's the best kind right. of right. Just the best Technically God. right. Absolutely. Okay. Tell us your 15 clams, please. I wanted to have a brief discussion about the the free GP and GPG. Oh, yeah, okay. Because so a couple of things. One, I recently set my Twitter to private yep. for reasons that I'm not going to discuss right now sure. on the show. I mean, it's it's a, as, it's a dynamic world and there's weird shit going yes. on. Yep. Right. A, a day after I did that or two days after I did that, I get an email from Keybase that says your fucking proof is broken, your public proof. Yep. Because one of the options for proving uh-huh. to Keybase that you are who you are is you have a tweet with your GPG signature in it. Not quite signature. It's a generated token using your key. But yeah, yeah close okay. enough. And I was like, oh, well, fuck, you know, whatever. I haven't logged into Keybase in years, whatever. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things. But number one, I also then, you know, so this happened. And independent of that, I read an article the other day. And I got to see if I can find it real quick. Mm-hmm. That was basically claiming... And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying this was the premise of the thing Mm -hmm. is basically that HTTPS communication should replace GPG. No. And wait, listen. Yep. The premise of the article was HTTPS can be everywhere and it's easier for the masses. So rather than relying on something like GPG for any type of communication, we should instead find ways to implement everything we have to do in HTTPS. Wrong. Why? So HTTPS number one is not async. You can't send emails that use HTTPS, right? I mean, you can but send you emails. But you can send a link. What, what? what good would that do? 
Yeah. Well, you would still need a, a verified static storage of it. Right. And GPG slash PGP, whatever. So I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to refer to it as GPG. I wish find this fucking well, article. You okay. Okay. Well, like a static web, web page with that. The other thing is, it, everyone item? would then need publicly accessible web service. Yeah. Unless they Somehow. try and run it at home, which we just spent an hour talking about why that's a bad idea. Unless you know what you're doing, and most people don't. And they would need an ISP that would be cool with that if they did that, right? Most aren't. Correct. And Most residential ISPs, I should say. And they would... Oh, you want to run up sugar? Okay. No, no it's all around. It's a bad idea. It's a yeah. bad idea. I get that they... So here's my, okay. my thing, though, is... Yeah. You know, I'm fairly competent at most things that I said I have to do. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's like fair. GPG is immensely difficult for average people. Like, I could not sure. get my mom to use GPG. Sure, that's fair. So what do you do? But we can all agree that here, at least, encryption is better than not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. For most things, right? Sure. Yes. Especially for communication. So right. what is the large-scale solution accessible to everybody for making encryption more ubiquitous. There isn't. And do you do you know why? I mean, obviously not, because I'm asking. Because at this point, it's a virtual law that the easier something is to use, the less secure it is, or able yeah. to be made. Is that really yeah. true, though? That's like, absolutely using true. signal is not yes. hard. Yeah, but there are, even today, I just saw a potential issue where where Android is scanning SMS conversations with signal, if you're communicating with someone who isn't using signal. So it would then require right, but that's everyone using, using SMS in signal. I'm talking about signal to signal messages. Okay. How many well, people are, do you know are using are that besides us? I mean, I, I have I a fair a number of friends people. on signal. Okay. I, I, have, I know a couple people like, who are on signal. Very few people that I have. Uh, I get what you're saying. It's not, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not, enough. It's not 100%, Jathan. Right, and it never exactly. will be. And that's why people look at things like GPG. But we have end to end encryption tools, right? Like, we have chat protocols that are end to end encrypted. You sure. Yeah, and none of them. I'm are trying easy. to think of one now. That's a good example. XMPP is truly end-to-end encrypted, or capable it of it. Can be. Actually, capable of it. Yeah. Right. No, I'm talking about something that by default you just start using it. It's end-to-end encrypted. Nothing. Facebook does. Messenger even isn't. Isn't that end-to-end encrypted at this it's, point? It is not. But oh, but you can turn it on. Jathan, you have to keep in mind because it's going through a third-party service, and because you aren't not generating your own key, it is not end-to-end. All right, so how about a uh, IRC DCC? Well, it's not encrypted. It's it a direct be. connection. I mean, if you're both connected over no. HTTPS. Jathan, what do you think the D in DCC means? It's direct. Okay, do you know what direct means? Yes. It means it bypasses the, the, the server node, the leaf. Yeah. yeah. But can so it still be no. TLS encrypted or whatever? No. no, because at that point you're not using, you're not using the leaf's TLS at all. You're directly opening a connection with another client. And to my knowledge, at least in the RFCs for IRC, there is not a way of doing a TLS DCC. Ah, oh, for fuck. There has got to be a fucking service that is doing what I'm talking about. There, Just the default end-to-end well, encryption. Well, so here's the problem. A lot of them claim they are, but they don't know what end-to-end encryption actually is. They, I'm they... saying, I send you a mm-hmm. message. Until it gets to your computer, it is not in plain text. Yeah, like nobody does that. They say XMPP they do. is definitely capable. What is? But it's not the default. XMPP? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. What about key-based chat? Okay. To be fair, key-based chat does that. But again, you're dealing yeah. with a complexity that most users are not going to want to go through the process of setting up key-based. 
because they right, find it yeah. intimidating because right. that's what inti- that's what like that the higher well, you go in the security base was scale, trying to make pgp fucking um accessible accessible and right. to be fair they made a lot of progress, but it's still not 100%, and it cannot be 100%. Because the normal user looks at it and says, what the fuck is a key? Right. Right? They Why say, what is a, what is a pub key? What is a private key? I don't. I just made what mine is a 512 bit. What is a fingerprint? Is what does that mean? They don't understand the significance behind these things. And because of that, you're never going to have a more secure system that is more uh, accessible password is one two three four uh, so you right don't and then think... there's password issues right you can't you, yeah right password so what about the po- yeah i guess that's the thing is anything web-based you'd have to log into yeah right. yep and it's and, and it's... that means if your account gets compromised now what if you did something this is i guess a complexity thing though yeah if you did a cert based off uh, yeah, very yeah you would need users to generate their own certificate and mumble to be fair here as an mm-hmm. example mumble uses client certificate yeah. they make it easy but there are many people turned off by mumble because they still even have to generate that cert it's a literal wizard but it's it's a literal they, wizard yeah and they so my question and they is, still are turned off by it what about the solution right. where you have a program on your computer that just manages a cert and okay. then you actually go to the website to interact so you go to the website from another computer. You don't have the client cert because you're not running the base program. Okay. Does that seem reasonable? No, because you still need to generate that cert. But it could be automatic. It, it could, could be the first time in, you run it, print out the cert, in and the say go to the website of and paste automating this in. that, Jathan, you lose the guarantee of security because it is not something you've generated yourself, and it is not something likely. It would not be something that you have the ability to control. You would not. You would complicate then importing and exporting certificates. Now, for what it's worth, HTTP, you know, what, we'll just call it a web daemon. Web daemons do support client certificates. All the major ones do. Nginx, Apache, whatever. There is a thing for client cert auth for HTTP. But it's hella complex. Hella. Yeah. So what you've done hella, hella. in this concept of instead of GPG, we should use HTTPS Well, I just passed where the difficult part is. Well, no. It's still there. It's just shifted. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah, in a different it's layer. Shifted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just at a different protocol. That's it. The problem is still there. You're essentially still generating a public and private key as you do in GPG. Only now they're certificates and it's a certificate and key instead of a pub and private key. Yeah. You know, same issue, same exact issue. So right. no, I don't, I don't, I think that's bullshit. And again, like it, it requires network, you know, and you can't do offline communications like you can with gpg you can hand someone a, a thumb drive for instance yeah with a yeah. gpg armored right. or, or gpg encrypted rather uh message right yeah. boom right so no i think it's bullshit and in, in short it's someone with a pipe dream and they tried i think what happened is some journalist somewhere some blogger tried to set up a gpg key said fuck Couldn't this it's it. too hard why can't we use the padlock like all the websites because they yep. don't understand jack shit about encryption yeah yeah, yeah, I think that's what happened. Guarantee it. So that's why I say developer no. Developer somewhere. No, no, I, I feel like even developers would have a better grasp on that. I'm, I'm talking like straight up tech journal, which no jack shit. They know buzzwords, and that's it. So I think that's what happened. Bro, my blockchain. Yeah, my blockchain, bro. Exactly. My blockchain, bro. <laughs> we should all vote on the blockchain. It's like no, that bro, blockchain. Fucking defeats the entire purpose right of now. voting. Uh, <laughs> fucking blockchain, bro. <sighs> All right. Anyway. Yeah. So that's that's my response to that is I think it's dumb ass bullshittery that 
reflects a, a deep misunderstanding of bullshittery. security and encryption I love it. specifically. I love it, Bron. Dumbass bullshit. All right, one follow-up question. I don't want <laughs> yep. to get too in-depth with okay. it, but do okay. you think GPG should be in the general sysadmins toolbox? Absolutely. Yeah. Because why? What's well, the daily okay, use so case? For, at the very least, for Nick's admins, right? And because yeah. a lot of software distributions use GPG to sign their software releases. Correct. Yeah, like packages Correct. and shit. Packages. Right. Not even just packages. Like, that's on the repo end. I think but... you should be able to decrypt as much as possible. Like, I, I believe that decryption is the most important aspect well, we're not, I, of, of all. Yeah, I was yeah, but I mean, you, just, just because you know how to use GPG doesn't mean you can decrypt anything you want. Well, well right. I think, he, I think he means, sure. like, it should be a tool in the toolbox of a system. But, yeah, no, I agree right. with that. That's, that's but what I'm saying. Yeah. Because that's a good... A, effective way of distributing like one-time distributing passwords for instance and other sensitive right, information right, 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 but right. more to the point i think for sysadmins it's much more useful in, in terms of verifying and verifying identity and that's yeah. another thing https can't really do as well because you can't sign right. the only way you could do that again is with client-side search and even then it's not guaranteed. Right. Sure. Right. right. It's not as strong because there is no concept of a web of trust or, or trust in general. You know, it's is it trusted or not? Is oh my it's God. on or off with HTTPS? <laughs> web of trusts back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's still trust. a thing, but it's it's a lot yeah, more a refined. Right. Because right. because now we have like tofu and stuff like that. Trust on first right. use. Right. 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 So yeah, they're entirely different models, and I cannot don't get me wrong. HTTPS is fine ish for what it tries to do but it's not its purpose is entirely unequivocal or unequal yeah. to the purpose yeah. of pgp slash gpg yeah right right yeah okay yeah, exactly okay well, is that answer your question yep cool i'll try to dig up that actual article i couldn't find it while we we're sitting here chatting so okay let me know if you find Jesus. it if not we'll just yeah. call it some bullshit move on Call it some bullshit. Welcome to our podcast. Okay. We're calling some bullshit and we're moving on. Right, right. That's, Welcome to bullshit. That's how we roll. Trivia. That's how we roll. That's how we fucking roll. Are you guys ready to close out? Any closing comments? Nope. This was great. You're all great. Thanks. How drunk are you, Jathan? I'm not, but I really want to get drunk. Yeah. I really want to get drunk. Like, I feel like you you have to be drunk if you're calling us great. Because that's like. A, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the fans. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> okay. The fans are fantastic. Fair enough. We do <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I fantastic. See what you did there. All right. So this has been fans. System Minus Trivia. I'm Brent. Fancy fans. My name is Jonathan. What? <laughs> and that was paid. <laughs> see you around. <laughs>
Thank you. 